from One World Trade Center in Manhattan, overlooking dozens of golf courses that will never have us as members, this is the Golf Digest Podcast. Welcome to the Golf Digest Podcast. This is Sam Wyman. So, golf etiquette is one of the most confusing areas of the game to people who don't play a lot of golf, but even to people who do. And for me, the most interesting thing about sort of our decorum and how we conduct ourselves on the golf course is how much society in general has changed in the last 10 years on so many different levels. And golf sort of presents all these different little challenges about um, what what is right and wrong, what's acceptable now that maybe wasn't acceptable a few years ago. So what we decided to do uh, at GolfBadgers.com was to sort of take all of the etiquette of golf and put it through a 21st century filter and decide what is appropriate and what wasn't appropriate. So there was a group of us who worked on this. Ryan Harrington is not with us. He's the one guy that worked on this as well that, that was not a part of it. Uh, Marty Hackle is another guy as well. But Alex Myers, Joel Beal, and Keely Levins are here with me to talk about uh, the new rules of golf etiquette, which is a package we have on the site uh, today. And the, a great place to start is probably the most intrusive element of our society, which is the smartphone. And Keely, you worked on that section. So let's talk about the smartphone and what we have determined is appropriate now and how that has changed over the last, say, five or ten years. I think that the biggest thing that we were thinking about when we thought about smartphones was what is reasonable. Because in a lot of scenarios, people think that smartphones just should not be allowed at all on the golf course. Mm -hmm. They think of the golf course as this just like technology-free space. And that was true 15 years ago, but now it's just completely unreasonable. Our phones are a huge part of our lives, and you can't just ask people to not be able to check their texts or emails Mm -hmm. during a five-hour round. So our biggest thing is just don't be a jerk. Right. <laughs> um, just like make sure that you're keeping up with pace of play. That's the biggest issue that we usually see with the people that we play with is people are checking their text between every shot and then the next thing you know, they're holding up the round and that's just not acceptable. Right. It's interesting that um, a lot of these rules, I'm using air quotes right now, are judgment calls. You know, they're not hard and fast, you know, you can use, you can send three texts for four holes types of rules, which is unrealistic. But a lot of it's sort of like, what's makes sense, what's not overly intrusive, what's not going to slow down play. I mean, Joel, you, you worked on a couple sections. One was just kind of this general uh, common courtesy, playing with someone, you know, the proper way to, you know, whether you should or shouldn't give advice. So what's an example in your mind of sort of a judgment call that a golfer would need to make? In terms of if we're still sticking with the technology, right? No, just um, everything now. Just, just in terms of like good quality etiquette on the golf course. I think the, the one that, in terms of judgment call, it really is a case by case basis is pace of play. I think a lot of times um, we we tend to always maybe overestimate how fast we're playing, mm-hmm. and it's something I think it's a little more evident when you're you're playing by yourself or you're caught up. But uh, to me, even though you might be stuck in the moment or enjoying someone else's company, a lot of times you just got to look back, and if you see people angrily usually waiting on you and there's open space in front of you that's the case where i think a lot of golfers it doesn't even really occur to them to hey we should probably move to the side and let this group through um but it is again it's a weird call because you might not feel like you're playing slow sure, or holding right. people up at the same time it's a pretty clear indicator so I, I think that's one that it's not a cut and dry basis but at the same time if you if you really narrow it down to that focus i think it's a pretty simple answer alex am i slow 
when we play together? No, you're pretty good. Thank you're you. pretty good. No, but I, it's interesting. We've all mentioned pace of play so far, and I think I don't think that was where we started when we started, you know, looking at all these different uh, aspects of etiquette on the course. But I think it just shows you that if you do maintain a good pace of play, that you can kind of overlook a lot of other things, like yeah. like the smartphones and and you know. Maybe if someone's, I know we might get to this, but if someone's wearing jeans or something, you know, if they keep up, if they play fast, uh, you're not waiting on them constantly. Uh, that goes a long way toward, you know, fitting in and, and having having a good time. Right. So, I mean, I think a big part of it is don't be annoying. Like, that's, yeah. that's the that's the And main being slow is being annoying. Being slow <laughs> yeah. is hugely annoying. Right. And, you know, it's like you can play with someone and they can be a complete chop. And yeah. You, if, yeah. if they move, which is difficult, it's more difficult for a, a right. bad player to play fast than a good player, obviously. But if they move, you're willing to overlook that. It's right. when they're really slow. You talked a lot about competition, like playing, you know, friendly matches and you know how to conduct yourself when you want to be in the spirit of the game. So, like for instance, what was an example of um, a questionable etiquette practice in competition that you that you think is a worthwhile area to address? Well, I think a lot of people always ask about gimmies and, mm-hmm. and putts and, and what you should give and, and what you shouldn't give. And I think it's a real foreign concept for, for beginning golfers because there aren't any other sports, I don't think, where you just you, you just give right. credit for something that someone hasn't done yet and you say, just pick up the ball and, and don't. And I think it's tough for beginning golfers, especially to get that through their head that they don't have to tap it in the hole. They, they want it to actually hear the the you know the mm-hmm. cup rattle at the ball. So um, first, there's that mentality you have to get out of because again, to maintain the pace of play, a lot of times it just makes sense to to pick up, especially if it if it's a shorter putt. Um, and and then again, those rules get changed when you're actually playing a competition. So you know, I think a general rule of thumb is, you know, you don't want to make your opponent putt something that you would be upset if he mm-hmm. made you putt it. Right. I think that's just the general rule of thumb. I, I don't think you should do this whole, if it's in the leather, you know, you've got mm-hmm. people are on their knees, squatting down, measuring, you know, it's a foot, it's a foot and a half. That That's dumb. I mean, just, just you know, be reasonable. Again, a lot of these rules go back to just being reasonable, being logical, uh, no need for measurements or anything. But certainly uh, giving putts is something that's going to come up a lot, especially if you play matches. And and it does. It, and again, the situation can change even within a match. I think if you're uh, losing by a lot, you can be a little stingier. Sure. I think if you're winning by a lot, you can be a little more generous. I think if the greens have just been punched uh, and they're they're really uh, you know untrue, I think you can be again a little more generous because I think a, a round can really go south if someone misses a tap in that means something, and um, you know that can really. Uh, get on someone's nerves right. and, and kind of bring the mood down. Right. Joel and Keely, I'm interested because you both started playing golf from a pretty young age. So in your sort of process of learning to play the game, how much of it was learning the quote-unquote etiquette, uh, you know, with your parents, your mom played on the LPGA Tour. So how much of that was part of the education of learning the game, and how has it changed, you know, in, over time? Um, yeah, as, as you said, my mom played on tour, so – my siblings and I had a very hardcore <laughs> etiquette education. Um, it was it was more etiquette than golf swing, really, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and the penalties were severe <laughs> if you did not abide by proper etiquette. You know, right. you got you got your golf clubs taken away if you were running on the green or if you threw a club or anything like that. Um, which I think was a really it was a really good way 
to learn etiquette, but I've definitely relaxed a lot sure. <laughs> since hanging out with all of you guys. Right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I think like when you stop playing professional, like if you stop playing competitive golf, you start to let go of a lot of these like idiosyncrasies sure. that like you think you think it matters a lot, but then it just really it doesn't fit into casual golf. Mm-hmm. Like, Kelly, when you and I play, I feel like when's the last time we had out of bounds? It seems like a lot oh of times God. we would just play it like a lateral or ball would be in the fairway, we're in a divot. Without hesitation, we'd usually mm-hmm. move it to the side. It's funny, I had something very similar upbringing to Keely in the sense of a very strict penalty if you didn't know the rules. I still remember when the first golf-related exercise I was in, we were in this class for three weeks before we even saw the golf course, and looking back at it, I can't think of a worse way to bring a kid into a game than just inundating with all these really when you think about it antiquated rules and very monotonous and boring rules uh, i kind of hope now more at the at the grassroots level that kids are kind of on the course learning these things rather than just in a classroom mm. or throwing a book mm-hmm. at them and when we talked to the about the usg even just last week i think they are trying to make a case to make the rules a little bit more interactive using video i think that's a good way because i think right now the way they're constructed i think that's the whole impetus for this project is Mm-hmm. They're, it's just it, they're really boring in times and just they really are and, and as weird as it sounds it, it kind of knocks you out and that's why people I think lose focus and don't really know the intricacies of the game well it's funny you mentioned the impetus of this project I will say like one of the big in- impetus imp- imp- what's, imp- what's the plural impetus well, yeah. well, I don't know okay so was just this sort of big mystery around golf and how it seems so complicated and all these rules and I feel like we did a pretty good job of making it clear but it's funny I introducing my boys to golf um, you play with them and like you guys mentioned a lot of it's about etiquette you know don't go over there don't run on the green don't race the track. and that's bad too like you don't want to make golf a whole bunch of stuff you can't do mm-hmm. because it just loses all the sense of fun so I think it's like give them some general sense of good ideas and not just kids but everyone just these are sort of basic practices that you should follow and if you stick with those, the biggest one being keep up the pace, um, then you know there's a lot of stuff you can learn along the way. For sure, I think it, especially when you're dealing with kids, um, you need to like give them a reason why right. you're having them do something. Um, because I think it is really important that kids like start out learning a lot of basic etiquette, because you you don't want a bunch of you know. 25-year-old right. jerks running around like, oh, yeah, I've always left my punch marks in the green. Right. Um, I think just like a basic respect for the course and for your playing partners is yeah. an important thing to instill but in don't junior you golfers. Agree, Alex, like, for instance, the, uh, the flip side of that is that if you make golf foremost about all the things, all the rules you need to know, you know, at a point in the game we're trying to get new players excited about the game, there's a risk of it seeming like a total buzzkill to just be always about, like, all things you can't do. Yeah, I sh- sure, without a doubt. I mean, you, you don't – it can't all be stuff you're not allowed to do. But same token, if you're going to go out there as a single and you're going to be matched up with – you don't know who you're going to mm-hmm. be matched up with, just to be polite, you almost have to err on the side of caution with, with all these, you know, protocols because there's – especially, you know, if you get paired with an older member at your club or something, you mm-hmm. know, you, the last thing you want to do is, you know, upset him and, and have the, the round – get sure. off on a bad start there so but but you're right and i think even though you know people who are have these protocols ingrained in their mind maybe maybe older players they should be mindful too that 
it's a new generation and, and maybe to mm-hmm. cut some people some slack, especially if it's a kid. You know, I don't think anyone would berate a kid for stepping on their line, but I, maybe they would. But you would. I mean, I, yeah, I probably yeah. would. That's yeah. true. But but again, it if everybody works together and kind of understands where everybody's coming from, that that certainly would help. But but you're right. You can't it can't all just be can't do this, can't do that. I mean, because, again, you're, you're out there. You want to have fun. Let's talk about attire for a second. Well, M- Marty Hackle worked with us on that, but just your own opinions about it, which is, like, what you can and can't wear. I think we can all agree that if we're playing a public, like a true muni, it's pretty lenient. But if you're playing a nice club, you know, what are your general guidelines that you follow? Uh, you know, if, especially if it's a club that you're not familiar with. I think you definitely err on the side of caution. The, you know, the belt, tucked-in shirt, uh, hat forward. Hearing you say that's hysterical. <laughs> Listen, I know. There's a man who doesn't tuck his shirt in. Well, but again. I don't play by the rules, though. You, you know? don't. You don't. But you play well and you play quickly, mm-hmm. so it doesn't bother me. It does. There you go. But the fact that you Poor said guy. it doesn't bother you felt like at some point it does offend you. Yeah. No, 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 no. It sounds it, like if, you're forgiving him. Uh, <laughs> no, I, it, it, it's fine. If you were a hack and you took, you know, a minute over each shot, then – then I like, think I would guy, notice right. the shirt. Yeah, this yeah. guy is a, like he's a slob. Right, and, and he's a slob. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know that again, just just showing how this all adds together. You know, mm-hmm. it's all there, there are a lot of different parts to this. But anyway, you're right. When true. you go to a club, a fancy club, you even tuck your shirt in. Even me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, but yeah, I, you threw me off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But well, no, I, I think it's it's pretty straightforward. I think one thing I think surprises a lot of people is because maybe they see this on on tv that i get a lot of questions about pants hey mm. i'm going to this you know fancy club don't even wear pants and i can't think of an in- instance really that you need to actually wear you know pants to the actual club um I-, I think that's that's the one hey it's if it's 90 degrees out wear shorts a lot of a lot of the tour guys wear shorts when they're practicing I, so. yeah i that, mean personally any club that's mandating pants has got to get over it's itself ridiculous. i mean and I, there was a club it will remain nameless yeah. um but we were invited there this summer and they sent repeated emails that said just so you know, when you go upstairs to the upstairs dining room, you have to change into pants. It was, you know, July 10th, and it was 95 degrees. So I don't know what point that served, other than some um, curmudgeon member has maintained that rule. And that's yeah. the kind of stuff I think people need no, to remember. No, right. people, that stuff is ridiculous, obviously, and it, it annoys people, and it, it makes, it gives golf a bad name. However, if you do go to that club, right, and you're a guest, you, you have, have to, to follow course. the rule. That I mean, is, that's just. Yeah. A, but at least they warned you. I think it's even worse when they don't warn you. Um, Completely. Although I guess, I, I, let me just say, if they, if you don't get any sort of warning, and if you, if you do have any sort of question, you need to ask the member who invited you up front. Is there anything I need to know before I go there? Because the last thing you want to do is make him look bad. Uh, you know, he's being nice enough to invite you to his club. But again. I think we're all in agreement that a lot of these clubs have silly rules, but they make the rules. That's, that, that's yeah, the point. and that's that is a really important point. I think it permeates throughout the entire package, which is you can have all the principles you want about what golf should and shouldn't be and what etiquette should and shouldn't be, but when you are the guest of someone else, yeah. you know you have that's the first thing is be a good guest, right. mm-hmm. and that's a big part. Right. Of it. And if you don't like the rules, then you don't play start them. your own club or right. start your own club. There you go. That's a good idea. Right. I know. It's tricky, but (laughs) (laughs) a couple of hurdles we need to get through. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, what about jeans? I mean, I get, I get the whole conversation over jeans that, like, we all wear jeans several days a week. Should we admit that that we're all slobs that work all the time? I got, I've got jeans on. Oh, corduroy. All right. So we're two two out of four. Just Sam and I. Um, and like, 
I feel like if you're playing at a public course, a lot of times you can wear jeans. I don't think you should wear jeans to a private course. I also think jeans aren't comfortable enough. I don't, well, I I don't get that. My, okay, so <laughs> go ahead. Finish. Well, yeah, I don't. Some people think jeans are really comfortable. I, I don't. I mean, I think they're they're okay, but I I don't know. I think shorts are more comfortable than jeans. Yeah. I guess if we're talking about the winter though. I still would think like pants, whatever. Regardless of comfort, um, to me, jeans just look weird. They stand out on a golf course. I'm not saying I, I, you know, looking down on you if you're wearing jeans. I'm just saying like the untucked shirt. To me, it just something's off there. But it, it's not. Again, that shouldn't be a barrier keeping you from playing or, or keeping someone from saying, well, I'm not going to play with you because you're wearing jeans or anything. I'm just saying it still looks right. weird. Maybe in another 10, 15 years, it'll look normal. So the 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 fictitious or prospective Alex Myers golf club that you're starting, yeah. jeans are allowed or they're not allowed? Eh, probably don't allow. What about on the range? <laughs> Keep them on the range? Or? Oh, sure, on the range. Okay. Go for it. So yeah. my, no, you could wear them. But again, <laughs> but again, I just feel like most people won't wear them because they don't want to be the only person wearing them. Okay, that's right. okay. But my my bigger point is yeah. that I don't care if you wear jeans. I do think that they're not great attire for golf in the sense that they're not really that comfortable. You can't really yeah. move that well. And so where I am quote unquote offended by it is that you are not taking the, the golf game seriously. seriously. Yes, ah, so okay. that's yeah. the point thing. It yeah. would be like a guy you know showing up for basketball wearing jeans. Like no, you're not right. here. You know, if you're here to play hard, right. you're not. So right. that's a little bit extreme, but that's that's a big part of it. Yeah. Um, anything else? Backwards hats? Anything else? you feel strongly about you know I, i'm okay with backwards hats for me it's almost not functional though it seems like the few times i've tried it either maybe my swing's a little bit too long but it seems like it actually gets in the way a little bit but at the I same time it doesn't bother inside. you he, he does. yeah it's true that's maybe that's a swing inside right there yeah. inside inside swing though but uh no i'm okay with it you know it's same with uh the bucket hats i don't think that's you know people think twice of that it's i like the bucket i love i don't think the bucket hat was ever in question What's wrong with the bucket? More, I think it brings attention to yourself, not yeah. in a good way. Well, what if you're playing in the rain? It's functional. Yeah. You don't play in the rain, let's be honest. That's true. It's very rare. I have to be drag kicking and screaming. But the backwards hat, actually, if you turn it around like Jim Furyk did in the rain, it, that can help. It can serve a purpose because your head's not getting soaked, but you're also not dripping mm-hmm. water. That being said, it's another one of those things that just it looks a little off out there. Here's a good one, which we, uh, Joel, you get into, which is equipment, which is, this is a classic one, which is you're playing, and you're like, oh, can I, can I take a cut with your driver? What's the, what's the protocol on that? I think you, at least for me, I hate when people just assume they can take it out. At least mm-hmm. ask Ooh, first. Yeah. That, that's the big one. I, I think most sensible people will, yeah, sure, go for it. Um, I, I definitely like to preface it in the sense of act like you're impressed by the way they're hitting it. All of a sudden, they're kind of inundated with, hey, mm-hmm. you know, clearly something's working here, and Obviously, they're infatuated with as well, or else they wouldn't have dropped the type of coin you use to drop for a driver now. Um, be careful, especially with the driver. Other than that, though, um, just, again, don't make too many, especially if it's an iron, don't take four or five hacks and muddy the club up. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the big thing there is just asking. I think most golfers are, you know, I think they're willing to help out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see any problem borrowing clubs as long as you ask, and as long as if you are playing a match for any sort of money, even if it's a few bucks, just make sure it's clear if you're hitting the drive with, with my driver, does this count? Is it just like an mm-hmm. extra shot? What, what? Just, you know, make sure it's clear before you do it so you're not, right. you know, pulling a fast It, it is important to note that it is illegal by the rules of golf. Of course. If you're playing yeah. by the, by the rules. But, I mean, 
how many times are we playing a, a match in which that would really right. be brought into right. play? Right, right. So obviously, if you're in an official sanctioned event, right. you're not doing that. You're not asking. But but I think, I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I, if you're to that level where you are playing an official sanctioned right. event, I, get I a think good driver. You, you're not gonna. Yeah, yeah you're, you're not. Ninety nine percent of the golf play in this country is probably played. Yeah. Outside of parameters yes. of like official rules of golf play, and there's yes. right. What about playing through, which was something that you also touched upon about the kind of rules of that? Because that's a big one. It's also a big pace of play one. Yeah, in terms of me, it's I always look at it in I think most golf courses as well four and a half hours. If you're most golf courses now have the pace of play. If you're mm-hmm. a, if it's if you're the one holding up, and again, sometimes there's two groups in front of you that that's the reason um, that things are slowing down, but. For a reason, it just seems like people look at as an affront or take it as, as a you know shot to their manhood. If if we let this group through, well then we get to let the group behind them through, and that's yeah, you know, that's not the case. Sometimes if you're a foursome, it's understandably so that you're going to be holding up a twosome or threesome, mm-hmm. especially a single. Um, I know that's you know we always say singles have no rights, um, but I, I, that's that's one thing, especially someone who plays a lot as a single. It's something that's just really really hard for me to get over and it's it's a deterrent sometimes going out especially on a saturday or sunday i know i'm not going to be able to really mm-hmm. get get 18 holes in so that that was definitely one of the big goals that at least i wanted to get across is hey if you're slowing things up just be, be mindful of everything else mm-hmm. be respectful for me when i'm playing in front of a group and there's a group i can't stand it's sort of a guilt in me someone like waiting behind me mm-hmm. so i'd much rather let them play through mm-hmm. you know because i can't stand the idea that I'm rushing over a putt because they're waiting to hit, so I'd let, rather let them get through. The, where it gets tricky is, like you said, Joel, if there are a couple really slow groups in front of you anyway, and you're going to let these people play through, and now then you're waiting on them, that's dumb. But again, there should be some sort of communication. You should you should say to the person, hey, we'd let you play through, but the, there's really nowhere to go, like, you know, that sort of thing. Or, you know, there's only a few holes left, and we're, we're stuck here too, you know. At least if there's some sort of community, because it's very frustrating if you're behind the group and you don't know what's going on, but they never let you play through, and, you you know, you start cursing them under your breath and, and that. But So at least if there's some dialogue there, some courtesy, uh, that that can that can help. I think the biggest issue, actually, on, that, on, the, on this topic is not necessarily people who know this, it's playing with people in the group that are holding everyone else up that aren't really aware. Right. That's mm-hmm. something I feel like is, is tough to bring up because you don't want to call them out and say, hey, you're slowing us up, but how do you convey that message yeah. of, come on, guys, we got to get going? And at least from people I talk to, the best way to do that is try to avoid that singular, like, hey, you yeah. use yeah. the right. we, like, yeah. it's all yeah, of us doing know. this. Right. Um, but that, that, that right. seems to be the issue that come, came up the most in terms of t- talking to other people. As opposed people. to like, hey, Keely, you're playing <laughs> yeah, slow. Yeah. We need to let people play through. <laughs> That'll be the day. Yeah. Um, let's do this real quick. Let's do – and you can't, say, you can't say, oh, people playing slow. Biggest pet peeve you have among, when you're playing golf with someone in terms – and I'm, again, we're in, the, we're in the etiquette thing. You can't say like, oh, you know, can't get it up and down off of the – from a bunker. What's yours? Uh, I think mine would be, believe it or not, and I'm a, a little bit of hip- hypocrisy here, is someone who is just glued to their phone. Cause, <laughs> no, don't laugh. <laughs> don't don't laugh. My point is, is that I don't care if you're on your phone, but when you're like in between dead spots in on the tee box or walking the hole, and I actually want to engage mm-hmm. in the conversation, mm-hmm. and you're looking at your phone, um, I find that to be rude. Now, again, I'm 100% guilty of the fact that I look at my phone. 99 times an hour, but I just feel like it's something that I can work on, but a lot of people can work on as well. 
Yeah. Uh, but, uh, to me, uh, one thing, and this is one of my first jobs, was fixing the ball ball marks on a, at a course. Oh, so it would literally take five hours to do maybe seven or eight greens. So for me, anytime I see guys just mm. hit a green and not ignore it, I mean, the rule of thumb is not only fix your own, but yeah. fix one or two others as well, any other in your site. I I can't tell you how many times I've seen other yeah. golfers. Even good golfers just totally ignore that. Um, that that's one thing. It's it's a very solvable issue, mm-hmm. but it just and all it takes is you know fifteen or twenty seconds of your time. So that that'll be the one thing I want to you know get across is just please fix your ball divots. I think people who, and again, I mean I, I get angry on the course at myself and whatever, but I I kind of like I feel like at least I contain it. People who are really <laughs> breaking clubs, throwing clubs. Yeah. I've uh, never thrown a club in my yeah. life. I've never broken a club in my life. People who do that, it it's it's too much. Um, there's uh, someone who will remain nameless who we used to work with. Played nine holes with him. I mean, it was the most awful nine holes I've ever played because he was so miserable on every shot. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about. And... Um, Actually, I don't, but we'll, yeah, me okay. well, anyway. <laughs> well, well, after, after, after the podcast, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but just, just, I mean, you can't even, I can't understate how ba- poorly behaved he was. And how even when he hit a good shot and you said, hey, man, good shot. Uh, well, I almost let his name slip out there. You said, hey, man, good shot. You know, no, it wasn't a good shot. But, you know, just just being miserable um, is is not good. Not a good look. That's, for, that's one know. thing we actually brought up is, you know, I, I think, golfers experienced golfers are willing to put up with any type of beginners because we've all been yeah. there at some point the one thing we won't do or put up with is people who are bringing the rest of the group down mm-hmm. right um some of the people i love playing with in this office are guys who are 15 to 20 handicappers they can shoot 85 they can shoot 105 they still have a great time if if i'd rather play with that than someone who shoots 78 and acts like the world is ending so that that's another one where we you know <laughs> we uh we want to convey is just try to have fun, and if you're personally having a rough day, don't let it affect your mood, and more importantly, bring everyone else down. Okay, so we have fix your ball marks. Don't be a dark cloud. Make sure that you're engaging people, not looking at your phone the entire time. Keely, what else? Um, mine was also just on the the course maintenance side of things. Um, I also spent all of my teenage years working in a golf course, and is just infuriating to see people not replace divots, not rake bunkers um or sometimes you'll see people like take a divot and then fill it with sand and then put the divot on top of that (laughs) and i'm just like what what is happening um so i think you just you just need to educate yourself on how to take care of the golf course because there's a lot of other people out there Mm -hmm. that are playing and you need to be considerate very true. You know, it's interesting. We, the other thing we didn't talk about was in addition to the person who plays too slow, there's also the opposite, which is the guy who's constantly harping on your pace. You ever oh, play with that guy? Bob Carney? I was going to say. Or just, or <laughs> I wasn't like, going to use his name. <laughs> but it's just constantly like right off the bat, we got to pick it up, guys. Come on, let's go, let's go. Yeah. That Right, know. when there's no – because, right, and I think everybody should be mindful. Joel said, you know, the four-and-a-half-hour target is a nice target, especially at a, a public course. But – if you're if you have the course in front of you and it's pretty open, you you should be aiming for four hours. And oh, we're talking about with a walk a walking foursome even. Um, so when you're playing a hole, uh, what's that come out to? 15, oh, 15 minutes a hole is four and a half, right? So you should be playing you know less than 15 minutes a hole. You should, everybody should kind of keep track of that, but it, it, yeah, it shouldn't be like your sole focus and uh, like the guy that's rushing off the green before everyone's finished yeah I right I, that's, I, I, so let me ask you a question because i do this and all you can tell me if you can be honest if this is annoying is i often walk in front of people like they're rehitting 
And, like, I try to stay to the side, and I know they're hitting, but, like, I'll hit my shot, and I'll walk off to the side just because I'm just a depends. restless person. But Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> I, I do that, too, I, sometimes. Is that, is that I think that's that okay as long as it's you're not leaving them by themselves. That's usually, yeah. like, in a group, and there's yeah. you hit first, right. and then, like, a couple other people hit, and then as the last guy's hitting, you're kind of getting ready to go and start walking well, off. I started that process earlier yeah. than that. Well, okay. that's you, but, you know. <laughs> I think no, that's okay. I think it's okay, right? It, it, as long as you also, at the same time, it, it's one thing to start walking. It's another thing to walk and have your head down and not be paying attention. Right. As long as you're keeping yeah. an right. eye on the guy's ball. Um, and, and for me, the, the other big issue is on the green. I'm okay if I'm putting and the rest of the group starts walking away as long as they're still looking back and not already starting a conversation, which mm-hmm. uh, that happens. So, right. yeah, don't. I think that's fine as long as you have to, you're also keeping an eye on what's still going on behind you. We do get a little into sort of personal vice, which is, you know, drinking, smoking cigars, gambling. I mean, a lot of that is I would maybe put under the category of just general societal decorum. <laughs> but um, what are your thoughts about that? If you're playing with someone and, um, you know, it's, you're, it's like a group of friends and they want to drink a lot, um, what's, the, what's the rule there? You know, you're out there to have fun. Um, definitely this is – well, I mean, we're lucky we work in this environment, but for a lot of people, they only get to go out once, maybe only once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's understandable if they want to, you know, have a, have a couple of beers, a couple of drinks, um, or a couple of even smokes in some cases. Uh, I think when you are starting to make a jackass of yourself, or especially with carts on some hilly courts, I, I've definitely seen people get a little too, you know, a little too inebriated. All of a sudden, you're, you know, putting yourself in danger mm-hmm. and others in danger. Um, so it, it just kind of goes to how would you conduct yourself in public because you are at a public course. I think some people forget that. They think the, the golf course is a haven to kind of do whatever you right. want. Um, yeah, just kind of treat it like in a weird way, like you're still out in public, like you're out at a bar in a way. Yeah, you got to read your audience. I mean, if you're the only person who's just throwing back beer after beer, that's that's silly. But if, it, if everybody's kind of drinking whatever, yeah, of course, have a good time. Cigars are a little tougher to deal with, um, and especially if you're a, a, another former, uh, you know, I don't want to wow. mention his name, but I won't, I won't mention his name. But if you're, especially if you're stuck in a cart with that person, they at least need to ask for permission. And, and, and by permission, I mean they're probably still going to do it. But they can't just light it up and put it in your face right. without saying anything. And that's that's rude because if you don't like cigars, like I don't happen to like cigars, um, that's that makes for a long, a long round. I feel like cigars are a lot like music. Like you have mm. to ask. Yeah, 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 exactly. Probably no one's going to say no right. because they don't want to be that guy. Right. But you still need to ask. Right. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with your audience. Like it, a lot of this has to do with mixed company. If I'm playing with you three, First of all, I approve all your expense reports, so I can do it in a hell of a Second of all, um, we have a general understanding of where our boundaries are. But if I was going to play with you and your mom and your dad, who I've never met before, I would suddenly have to conduct myself in a way that you know I want to. I want to not assume anything. Yeah, Is that fair to say? especially with Marianne. Especially with Marianne. <laughs> right. Or if you're playing at a private club. Or so, yeah, right. you're a guest. Yeah, right. guest. But uh, it's fair to say that the, we're 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 sort of we're sort of walking a fine line with this whole thing which is on one side we do think that golf has a certain code that you know you have to be respectful of your playing partners and the game and playing a certain way but we're also saying we need to lighten up that all of us need to be a little bit more uh you know aware of the fact that the game is probably too uptight for its own yeah. good and that a lot of these things are rules for the sake of being rules and for no other purpose yeah any other closing thoughts Joel, Alex. Well, you know, I think it, it seemed like throughout this pace of play did kind of keep coming yeah. up. So yeah. that, that was one thing besides some of the issues. What do you think is the main 
main issue of pace of play that the normal golfer faces right now? No, I think the biggest thing of pace of play is people take they're not ready to hit a yeah, shot. Yeah, not ready to hit a shot. Right here, you yeah. know, the first thing, or you know, it's taking too much time either analyzing a shot yeah. or you know, stupid stuff like you know, if you're playing on a cart and not bringing the right club and going back. Right, right, like right. That. And like a yeah. thousand practice swings. Right, you, that seems to be the big you one. You don't need more than one. You probably don't even need one. No. Well, you yeah, you you not you guys because you guys are are great, but you. Fancy college golfers <laughs> they have are these, notoriously these uh, pre-shot yeah. routines that are yeah. unbelievable. I mean, it's crazy. Again, not you guys. No, because not we've learned. But you've <laughs> learned that and you've learned you have to go through this routine every time. And probably because everybody else is doing it, you need to do it just to, you know, or you're going to be you're playing so much quicker than everybody else. But but that's, that's the biggest. I mean, it's that and obviously being ready to hit. Because, again, I think we didn't talk about it, but, like um, – you know, honor on the tee or who's away. I think we're all kind of thrown that to the side. Yeah. Yeah, Like, Mm -hmm. like you said, you, you walk, you start walking to your ball as the last person tees off. If you get to your ball first, Oh, I wouldn't do it off the tee. But, but no, 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 no. no. I mean, what, but if you got to your ball first in the fairway and you're like five yards yeah. in front of somebody else, you know, you you wave to them or whatever. Right. They say go ahead. Right. That all those little things add up to when we're we're talking about this four and a half hour, this four hour, you know, all those things add up. And and um, I agree with, with what Sam's saying. I mean, we want to loosen up, but we we also all have to play faster. And I think that that will help with everything. All right, well, that's a good thought. I mean, we want to cover this topic more because I do feel like it's a hugely important thing. It's also like a great conversation piece because everyone has opinions. So if you do have opinions, uh, send us an email to editors at golfdigest.com. Brittany, I think that's what it is. That's our email. So if you have thoughts on our etiquette package or things you want us to touch upon, please do. Also, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes uh, and check back. We'll try to – yeah, we are going to do one next week for the end of the year, probably our last podcast of 2016. And then we'll start anew in 2017. So thank you so much.